0: Welcome to the Don't Die Podcast, sponsored by Aloe Treatment Centers. They're out in Malibu. They're in Silver Lake. It's a treatment center I started with some friends. We want you to get the right treatment, the right program for you, and stop dying. Yes, we do, ladies and gentlemen. We want you to stop dying out there in America, in Please. the heartland, in the Rust Belt, in the south, in the north, in the middle. In and, Joshua Tree. In Joshua Tree, in Florida. In uh, all parts where there are opioids consumed, we would like you to stop taking it because it's deadly. And I, I really believe that. Like, that, you know, you, Chuck and I, it's Bob and Chuck. We both work in treatment for decades. We both have a passion for helping others. We both are sober. And so for, far all true for the whole year that we've been t- doing this and talking, we've and I think Mike Moore influenced us, but that if we were using now, we would be trying to find the fentanyl dope. No, one of my oldest friends just died this morning in his mid-50s, a a three-decade-long experienced drug addict.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, These are not uninformed addicts dying. This is a deadly time in America. There is death in the dope. There's death in it. And... And, and it, it's, it, I would not be using it. I'm, I'm claiming right now. I, I don't think I have it would enough survive sense it. that mm-hmm. I would not. I would steer clear of it. I would get shitty, you know, b- b- shitty dope from downtown and just do t- twice as many bags of it. But there's no way that I would be going to these Craigslist and these ad- these kind of, oh, there's good dope from this guy and people dying. Mm-hmm. No. There was a survival to the original generation in lo- of junkies in Los Angeles. There is no longer that survival. You can have that and still die. Right, right,
1: right. No, my my buddy, I got a call Monday morning. You know, fifty two years old, not new at this, not a not millennial. Not new, my friend's fifty five. You know, been doing not it, new. been doing it for you know. I mean, I, I've, I've been trying to get him on board for the last 20 years that I've been clean, you know. We, we, uh, we'd, we'd hook up every couple years and do music, and this year was another year to get together and record some things. And the, so the last stuff we have recorded is from, I don't know, 2015, it's, and it's, it's beautiful stuff. I've been listening to it, but it's really sad. Now I listen to it knowing what he was going through. Man, it's rough, and it was honest. But th- the point is, he was not a beginner. He was not a 20-year-old who didn't know what he was doing. He was a grown man with, with a, a long-term habit and it finally got the best of him and that's just, it's, it's just sad.
0: So I'm not being flipped, but the fact is, you know, everybody, when I started talking about this don't die idea, let, let me tell you something. I started talking to Evan and Jared, who are my partners out at Alo, who sponsored this podcast, by the way. I started telling them about three years ago, we need to teach CPR. We need to give out Narcan when you discharge. We need to... Really be taking this death seriously Because if you're not an experienced Decades and decades long drug counselor Like I am and you are (laughs) You're just always thinking somebody's dying No, I've been around this for 34 years I have never seen death like this In ever There's never been a blip Where there's been weeks and months Like there has been the last three or four years This is unbelievable and, And so... So the idea I kept saying, like we need to, like just a simple thing, like don't die, don't die.
1: You can, know, can we get a mayor involved? Like Wisconsin's got, can we get like a mayor or someone to do like a don't die day, yeah. or, a, or a, you know, they... well, it's
0: a, it's a part of that stigma. I've been trying to work on it. There's such a stigma to drug addicts. You know what I mean? Well, Nobody, yeah.
1: nobody really wants to help them. <laughs> well, I understand because they're annoying, but. They're hard to like. They really are. but <laughs> Not by the codependents, they're not. Yeah, but they're a sick group. The <laughs> Unfortunately, not enough codependents to take care of them. Otherwise, we could start their own state with just codependents and addicts, and we could have them do their thing.
0: I mean, Governor Kasich is the closest guy. I met with him here in L.A. He has... And he doesn't have, really have any family members of experience. Like Governor Christie of New Jersey's best friend died. Hmm. Right? So that that's what m- was motivating him to have these sober companions and Narcan everywhere all over New Jersey and all that. He had a passion for because his best friend died. But Kasich just is a good Christian guy who who just sees that we're losing a generation. He used that term. We are losing a generation.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: That's, it's not, people really, this is a serious thing. And for some reason, Some crazy old punk rocker with a hat is the only one that wants to talk
1: about it That sounds like you.
0: (laughs) No, it's crazy. (laughs) Like, everybody will talk about it privately and do big, uh, you know, seminars and stuff, but nobody's fucking doing anything about it.
1: Right, you know, and what's really sad is that whenever I see it brought up in public forums is that it turns into that disease argument where it can't be a disease because it starts and ends by choice. And I just want to take that out of everybody's heads doesn't matter disease or not disease. I don't care. The simple fact is a lot of a lot of things go wrong with people based on decisions they make, whether it's to drive fast or overeat or not exercise or smoke or whatever. A lot no, of things I, go sideways. I believe but people let's are save killing some people.
0: people. They, they, addicts have always been addicts. And yes, there's a, d- a disease or not disease or do they do it or do they not do it? That's. That's not what Don't Die is about. That's not what this conversation is about. This is about the actual dope that is on this street is deadly. The drug dealers know it's deadly. The addicts know it's deadly. And it seems like this game of chicken of which law enforcement, criminal justice system, the fucking government, the l- lawmakers, have, aren't doing a fucking thing because now we're having the conversation of whether there's it's a disease or not. No, these <laughs> right. people are murdering right. people. Make no mistake, Purdue Pharmaceuticals, in their emails back and forth in the OxyContin explosion, said, keep them high and hope they don't die. That was their business model.
1: I want that on a shirt. <laughs> I do. I want it pretty The
0: Sackler shirt. family are murderers. Make no mistake. Just as El Chapo is a murderer, and any kid who th- wants to make a few thousand bucks sell- selling fentanyl laced heroin on Craigslist all across the United States in every little township and municipality and people die from it is a fucking murderer. It is not, you are not complicit. This is premeditated. The Sackler family and Purdue Pharmaceuticals premeditatedly talked about diverted medication and collateral damage. That means drug addicts who get a hold of this shit and die. There there needs to be criminal prosecution of these people. And these fucking Craigslist motherfuckers who probably sold the dope to my friend, Who he's, you know, we come, he's our age, right? Or a little, you're a little younger, Chuck, but he's our age. You know, when you come, and he had been sober for a while. So, you know, when you're coming from our world, dope dealers are trustworthy because they want your business tomorrow.
1: No, yeah, their empire. Depends on people returning. It doesn't depend on that anymore. I know.
0: It doesn't depend on that. Very similar to a rehab's reputation doesn't matter to a rehab anymore because they don't care about repeat business. They just keep buying clients off the Internet. Do you understand? Yeah. Yeah. So rehab, the quality of rehab has gone in the toilet because these fucking, these rehabs I can name like 10 of them right off the top of my head don't give a fuck about quality. They just give a fuck. It costs $8,500 to acquire a client. I'm in a bill for $36,000. That means I have a 28- $27,000 net. I got to pay a doctor $1,500. I got $2,500, $25,000 I'm making. Um, The cost of doing contained, accountable, documented treatment is like $20,000. I'm making $5,000 off this person. That's how the people who own the fucking rehabs think because I know every one of those (laughs) motherfuckers.
1: You know, what's really sad is today I was doing a group And uh, one of the guys there was talking about, uh, he he was was being nice. He was saying good things about our program. And he said, this is the first program I've been in where you guys haven't sat us down and said, now, listen, this is a business. And I said, you've had that talk? And he goes, yeah, they tell me that if you don't come to all the groups, we don't get paid for the day. So we're not (laughs) going to keep you here if you don't make your hours. So you need to sit still for this whole group. I've never said that to any client. I know. Well, I, I, mean, I understand that stuff happens and they'll go, you know what? Hey man, they really got to get to groups. But this guy said every place he's been in, they've had to sit down with him. Listen, son, this is a business. When is that part of what they taught you in school? Well, the, the, it's unfortunately it's
0: become the mainstream in the recovery industry. And why I'm saying why they have the luxury of having, programs that aren't very effective aren't very highly qualitative is because they don't care if the person said sends goodwill into the community they don't care because they're just going to buy another client off the internet because there's 20 million addicts in america Mm. right and so and i only use the recovery industry as the one industry i know about the internet has changed america in ways we cannot know and that is that, and, and I didn't believe it, this dope dealing through Craigslist and all this until I saw it with my very own eyes. Right.
1: Right. You no, just yeah.
0: it goes up on the internet. The phone number's there. You say an address, they come over, they deliver the dope. You don't know who that person is. You don't know what it is you're getting. See, that's why, and I know, and every time I talk to a straight person about this, like Governor Kasich or Governor Christie or Doctor Drew or anybody else in my weird other circle of uh, friends. On, you, you have a weird circle. They, of- they, <laughs> they always they always frown their faces. Like what you do you know mean, what I mean by
1: it from a stranger? That's yeah, crazy.
0: But but <laughs> but the idea of the old dope dealers I knew, 18th Street Gang ran MacArthur Park. They wanted it to be efficient. They had a certain quality quality to their dope. It was like thirty-five percent pure. They ran it three hundred and sixty-five days a year, twenty-four seven. And and the idea was you can't kill someone with dope on Bonnie Bray and six, cause then everyone will hear about it and and, and cops will away. come yeah. and the whole thing will get blown up. The business model of the gangs running drugs was so much better than this independent operators of Craigslist. And when I say that, I'm sure your people are going to criticize me and whatever. (laughs) Gangs are good for drug dealing.
1: They are. If you take that out of context, it sounds crazy. But what we're doing is a comparison (laughs) of now to then. Listen, I'll tell you right (laughs)
0: now. I I trust MS, 18th Street Gang, (laughs) <laughs> uh, Marisabatucha, you're I, right. I, I trust Bloods and Crips <laughs> over Big Pharma, Walgreens, and fucking doctors.
1: They're honest about what they are, at least.
0: They are honest about what they are. Yeah. right? And so, and I know. I, here's how I cope. I, I really haven't really. I only found out about the death like three hours ago, and the first mm-hmm. thing I thought is about his family, and and that's you know that's just tragic what happens, but but I just get angry and into action. I got no time to cry for my friend. He, you know, enough people are going to cry for him, especially his family. Um, I'm just so fucking sick of this. And I'm sick of our Milwaukee guys telling us every fucking week they hear another one or two up there die. And Mm -hmm. every time I go to Shelly and Paul's rehab in Bel Air, another person they know has died. And at aloe when i'm out there i hear about a kid that died and i talk to clients and they know a kid that died up in seattle it's just death 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 everywhere you look and nobody's fucking doing anything you can't the, the whole narcan thing i met with a bunch of people about narcan i'm i'm up for narcan and i think it's great i think it's been stupid that it's been held back so many years um but if you're shooting dope by yourself, you can't shoot yourself up to make yourself
1: live. No, oh, yeah, you can't give an intranasal even. I mean, if, you're, if it's you, you're done. You're done. And, and that's one of the things I took from you that I share with all of those kids that you know, hey man, don't use alone. If you're using alone, especially, but you know what See, we really no, gotta go out on a limb. I'm speaking up, the, the gangs
0: held drug dealing to a certain standard. It no longer exists if you yourself, an individual little sociopath, right, with an underdeveloped brain, who's 22 years old, uh, can buy fentanyl over the internet and deliver to his house, and then just split it up and sell it to his friends, and a couple of them die. One died here in Claremont. I don't know if I told you. And the kid said, "Yeah, I sold it to her, but I didn't tell her. I, I told her to be careful." That was the kid's. Oh. That was the kid's defense. Mm-hmm. Like, 18th Street, all the gang d- drug dealing that I bought from, I probably spent. I probably spent a
1: million or two dollars with the and different, they, the you, different gangs. 18th Street. They 18th Street says. Thank they you did for, for me
0: what I couldn't do for myself, which was kept me safe. I'm. am being. I'm laying it all on the line. <laughs> this. This just bothers me so much that this is the third old dope fiend I know that's died this year person in their fifties with a lifelong history of opioid addiction of addiction. Right. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden they just die. Right. After 30 years of using drugs, not of a a co-occurring health disorder, liver failure, kidneys, not heart, nothing just of a drug overdose. That's insanity. I guarantee you generation after generation going backwards of junkies in America that never happened.
1: Hmm. yeah this this is what you know the uh, my friend uh had an overdose goes to the hospital in a coma for a week then has a heart attack in the coma in the coma and that's that that's that's a that's what a life how lifetime, long
0: was he unconscious for what he used by himself
1: uh no there was his his uh his wife was there supposedly, but I've never met her. That, that's a weird thing. I don't even want to get into that. But the uh, the it, so that you got
0: to be you got to be not breathing for a while to go into a coma.
1: Yeah, and that's one of those things where you know when there's when other people when the people you're using with are as fouled up as you are, it's not going to do any good either. They're going to go into a blind panic. They're not going to notice, or they're yeah, going to not ask themselves.
0: more about what's going on with that. Right, I didn't think of that. So back in Mike and I's day. A friend of ours died, and I've always wondered if somebody was there and just left, you know what I mean? There was another girl, Daphne, who managed Black Flag, um, who was just found in a shopping cart on Hollywood Boulevard, hmm. right? So so has there been random lack of compassion in the drug world? Yeah, randomly. But, but these are drug dealers that are dealing... They know in one of their packets is too much fentanyl. They know it. I'm mm. convinced of it. And they're just like, whatever, whatever. Just And I believe the little independent dealers, that's what they are now, because you can buy fentanyl oh, off yeah. the internet. So, And I've met a couple of them, and they love bragging once they're in rehab. Boy, do I dress them down. Good for right? you. So, so uh, one of the things about it is that 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 knowing that you're going to kill somebody in this new context of lack of compassion, like the kid explaining here in Claremont, well, I told her to be careful, like my responsibility to the other, my, you know what I mean? It's just so such a, a human disconnect. Like dude, aren't like you sold her dope that she died on.
1: Oh, well, you know, I, I told her.
0: Yeah, that. <laughs> what is that?
1: I, I You know, I, I don't know where there, there's such a lack of compassion. I don't know if it's from they're using drugs early on. That, I believe, is so underdeveloped
0: not, brains. So and then social media and, and technology makes for a lack of connection, of human well, connection. Well, yeah,
1: the, the idea, we see death every day on the Internet. On Facebook, I mean, I've seen people dead. On the Internet, people look at dead people all the time. It's almost like it's lost its, its, its value as a teaching tool the um, the amount of things that I don't know hyper exposure they're jaded at a younger age it's just not it's on them I don't I don't know yeah
0: that it's on them like there's no maybe you know yesterday we went to Chrissy's alma mater elementary alma mater uh, the Catholic school here and uh, and uh, you know she went to eight, 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 nine years of Catholic school here mm. K through eight right and uh, and she's, you know, I'm thinking I want to send Sydney there because Chrissy turned out all right, so let's just have right. Sydney go there. And she's like, never. And I was like, I think, I, what because I went to Catholic school too, I think Catholic school, is like, makes you feel shame and guilt and, <laughs> like, <laughs> that you should, that I think a lot of my Catholic upbringing has brought that thing of, like, if I hurt somebody, that's fucked up.
1: I, I don't know. right. It was just this last week. Do you week. understand what I'm saying? Yeah, but I heard, I heard just this last week that my, my sister-in-law's kids play volleyball. So this hasn't gone away. Her my, my sister-in-law's kids play volleyball, and they went to go to a tournament in Irvine. And the other team's moms came over and said, um, we don't like to keep score because it stresses out our kids. <laughs> so if you keep score, could you please not announce it? And oh and God. and my thought is, this is really still going on. We've had all this debate about everybody gets a medal, everybody gets a ribbon, and no one's listening. No one's understanding that it's not. A, you need to learn how to lose. You need to learn how to win. You need to feel bad. You need to feel good. There's not just one feeling. And my thought was, don't you think your kids keep scoring their head? And that they're disappointed when they win that they don't get a kudos or when they lose, they don't get a it's going to be all right, champ. Let's go get an ice cream. Yeah, I
0: just can't imagine playing a game and not 10 keeping years track
1: old, 10 year olds, not five year olds, not six year olds, 10 year olds who are 10 year olds these days are as complicated as we were at 15 or 16 because right. of what they're exposed to 10 year olds. We don't like to stress them out by keeping the score. And out. where Just was like, this? Were, were these Irvine. are moms
0: from Irvine.
1: Yeah. Well, it's Irvine, dude. It's the a retarded place on earth. Oh goodness the, the Irvine moms didn't want it my uh my sister-in-law's from um orange and they were like we're keeping score and if we say it out loud palmer isn't
0: Irvine the place that says the perfect community they design the perfect community well, or is, something
1: and it's all beige and that's all racist <laughs> and that's and they're the they also have the new law where every new house has to have solar panels <laughs> No joke. Is there no smoking in the city? I don't think you're allowed to think about tobacco. I think that your thoughts are monitored. <laughs> and if you think about tobacco or think a cigarette sounds good, they, they roll you up. So so
0: I told you that Evan and Jared want us to move to Thousand Oaks because that's where they all live. They've decided because you can't, none of us, no one I know unless you're a, a you know, multi-generational decade famous Rich rock star can afford to live in Los Angeles anymore. So everybody's picking out, <laughs> la, out outlaying areas. <laughs> right. And Evan and Jared picked Thousand Oaks. Like I don't know what you remember from our childhood. Thousand Oaks is like to me, it's like in Santa Barbara. Like you can't Isn't it where you, old know, you people can't live? live in Thousand <laughs> Oaks <laughs> and, old and, <laughs> and go to Staples Center to see the Lakers. You can't it's impossible. Right, So they keep saying, move to Thousand Oaks, move to Thousand Oaks, so great. The wind breeze, 20 degrees cooler than anywhere else in the valley. Mm. They're like the biggest promoters of Thousand Oaks. The Thousand Oaks Chamber of Commerce should hire Evan and Jared. Right? <laughs> if you're listening. They're, they're. And, and, and I was like, I ain't living out there with the Botox and the Range Rovers and the Ugg boots. And even, Christy, even, even Christy said there's Range Rovers and Botox and Uggs here in Claremont.
1: Oh, yeah. And
0: they're everywhere.
1: Botox, Botox, makes, Botox yeah.
0: Range Rovers, and Ugg boots are everywhere. And yoga pants.
1: Well, yoga pants, God, they got that way.
0: What the, the, the fuck is that?
1: It's Remember just, bicycle
0: just, pants in yes. the eighties? It's well, worse than that.
1: Oh, I know. We've had to tell our, our the girls that work for us, <laughs> yoga pants are not suitable <laughs> for work. You need They're to put on yoga. They're for pants. yoga. You, on, for p- yoga. you I, go to I,
0: yoga I, and sweat, <laughs> then you go home and take a shower, then you put the sweaty yoga pants in the washer and wash them till next time you have yoga.
1: I'm going to start wearing sweats without <laughs> you know, underwear. You don't go to Starbucks
0: <laughs> and fucking the dry cleaner and just, you know. But anyways, it's my pet peeve is like, is there a place in Southern California that doesn't involve Botox and Ugg boots and Range Rovers? Um, there isn't. Corona. Corona. Where is that? I'm new to the Inland Empire. Where, <laughs> okay. where is it? East it's, or west of it's me? A,
1: it's the 91 that way. Oh, East.
0: They should be outlawed. If Bob was king, (laughs) if Bob was king like Trump, Ugg boots would be outlawed. I don't know why. I just think of the, because people wear them year round, right? Right. And I just think of the stinky, sweaty feet inside the fur in there. And I know they're fashionable and cool. I don't
1: know that they've ever been fashionable. They
0: are fashionable.
1: Are they? Oh, please send us emails.
0: Are Ugg boots fashionable? There's like, it's everywhere, everywhere you go.
1: I, I know I've heard I was at the bank, and
0: they're wearing Ugg boots. I, I was just there at 4 o'clock, like two hours ago. Ugg boots, 4 on o'clock. On a
1: regular old day, not like a rainy day where they're kicking it around no, the house. No,
0: Ugg boots are the thing.
1: Anyways, um, so... I'm not very fashionable. I'm not one to talk. So
0: the, this is the idea. How do... If you're a person who's like a little disturbed like me, how do you find peace and serenity? The best way I do it is tunnel vision, right? I've kind of started tunnel visioning. I just okay. see my kids, my wife, whoever I'm with, and, and the outside world that's re- operating all around me, I kind of block it out.
1: That's okay to focus on one thing. That's good.
0: But when my eye drifts, I see the Ugg boots and the <laughs> Botox <laughs> Then
1: go to the beach and get on the sand. No one wears them on the sand. Oh, that's true. People are barefoot. Except for the shoebies.
0: Yep. No. Yeah. The the fourth pet peeve of mine: the no shirt.
1: I don't like people with shirts off. (laughs) So in your world, (laughs) men must wear shirts at all times. Of course. And women too. Or women are okay with their shirts off, or
0: no? Everybody should be clothed well. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> clothes well because
0: because i go, you know we go down the laguna a lot and i just always think like here's what i think there's two <laughs> things about people i think at the beach one is if they're kind of hot guy or gal doesn't matter to me i'm married and and uh, don't think like that but guy or gal and especially at the volleyball courts on laguna oh, right. right
1: main beach right if
0: they're hot i think they're just showing off Motherfuckers. Yes, they are. They're arrogant arrogant motherfuckers. They earn that. If they're not hot, which is 75% of the people, (laughs) I think, oh my God, gross. Why is that person not covered? (laughs) And I think about that as myself. I don't, here's what I do I wear this, I wear a regular shirt and a dress shirt, push Sydney out to the water, make sure that we're not where I could gross out anybody when I take my shirt off. I take my shirt off and run in the water. But if you'll notice the pictures of me with Sydney on the beach, like just running around, I have a shirt and overshirt and hat and sunglasses
1: because I, I was don't want to gross a people thing. out.
0: I just don't want to. Yeah, well, I have that too, yeah. but I don't want to gross people out either.
1: Yeah, no, I, that's, I go. I go to uh, the beach. I, I attend is the <laughs> Fat Boy the, Beach. <laughs> <laughs> so when I take off my shirt down there, I look pretty damn good in comparison. <laughs> I just I just run up next to the other fools and then and, you look and, and then she goes, "Dang, you're skinny." Well, that's,
0: I got to do that. It's a gotta comparison find, thing. I got to yeah, I got to do that. Bolsa chica, bolsa chica, bolsa chica. You know that that okay? Bolsa chica. I see you posting a lot from bolsa chica, right. right? So two things about bolsa, three things about bolsa chica. One is in my senior year of high school, I bought a baja bug. Mm, right okay. A cool car for 1978 right? right very cool for huntington beach with oh, the yeah. big pipe that went <laughs> down the street you <laughs> right, know right. so i get this idea i'm really drunk i go to jack-in-the-box there at warner bch and and PCH. Yeah. i'm having my four jack-in-the-box tacos to get over my bacardi and coke from the disco club at that's inside huntington harbor Remember the disco club uh, yeah, that's in yeah. there? Yeah,
1: There was like a red onion in there. I used to that, go there,
0: dressed in my Farrah tight Farrah pants. Nice. My white shirt opened with the puka shells. A scarf around White scarf around my neck. White, kind of platformy, cool 70s boots. And I would get with a lady and dance with her and put my scarf behind her. And especially <laughs> on my favorite song, <laughs> this is my go-to move on my favorite song. <laughs> Love is in the air. It's dun, in dun, heaven dun, dun. everywhere and I would dun, be going dun, for dun, it with dun. that 70s you know that Saturday Night Fever and I'd put the scarf behind her and pull her to me. Ooh. Oh man what a move that was. Anyways so I it was one of those nights at Locker
1: <laughs> Wait a second Mike just said you're giving him a boner what do he say? <laughs>
0: He's throw Oh, off.
1: that's totally love different. is in the air, <laughs> and everyone and everywhere, i to hold you <laughs> like,
0: like I, I do. do. Oh, you, know, you oh, gotta God. time the pulling of the scarf yeah, yeah, to yeah. you as, as with the lyrics of the song. I've always been a lyric lyric guy. And anyway, so so I'm drunk <laughs> as shit. I got the locker room. I got no coke, no meth. I just got locker room. Yep. Rush, right? yep. When you're trying to de drunk yourself with the locker room, it doesn't work.
1: You can vomit, though.
0: Yeah, I vomited.
1: Yeah, that'll that'll make me vomit. If I smell that long enough. So, but
0: I, I used to drink a lot. So, I, uh, you know, I was capable of consuming <laughs> a lot of alcohol. So, I'd have like a, a pint of Bacardi and Coke before I would go there. Then I'd have like four drinks there. So, you're talking about 17, 18 years old, nice. and I got uh, 12 drinks in me. And I usually had Coke to kind of make me come down, but I didn't have any money. So so I got the idea. I'll just go out in the parking lot before I drive home because I was conscious of DUIs. I'll do a bunch of locker I'll snort the locker room for you at home. What is locker room?
1: It, it It's also called Rush. poppers. Yeah. Amyl, amyl nitrate. Amyl nitrate. Yeah.
0: So I'm snorting the amyl nitrate. It's not cutting through my drunkenness. Like, you, you know when you can tell like, I shouldn't be driving. And for me to think I shouldn't be driving is really, I shouldn't be driving. No, that stuff right? will make
1: your heart beat, will make your face red, will make you sweaty, but it you doesn't sweaty, flush you, your system you like cocaine no. does. It doesn't oh, no. make you feel
0: normal. Nope. So I do the rush, and I'm like, I can't, and I lived at Beach and Warner, which okay. is cop central going towards Beach from Huntington Harbor, right? Sure. So I just thought, and there's nothing really from the harbor to the Jack in the Box. I like, I'll go to Jack in the Box and sober up all hang out there, I'll get a shake and tacos and hang out like, you know, 30, 40 minutes mm-hmm. and whatever. So I go over there. Friends of mine from high school are there, right? Nice. They're drinking in the parking lot of Jack in the Box. Well,
1: I hope you had some with them. I
0: had a few, oh, ca- good a for few you. beers with them <laughs> and I had just gotten this Baja bug. So they were all like looking at it like, and I'm like, <laughs> picture this, I'm just this as,
1: as John Danny. Travolta
0: yep, yep, yep. In, in *Saturday Night Fever*, but I'm driving a Baja Bug. I've always kind of been like that. So the guys are looking at the Baja Bug. One of them says, and this is after my like third beer on top of the drinks on top of the locker room. Does this thing go in the sand?
1: Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, fuck yeah, it does. <laughs> you bet it you're did, sweet, Bippy. It, I hadn't had it in the sand, to tell you the truth. <laughs> They're not that great in sand. I had uh, one and I did it. <laughs> so I went down, you
0: know, you can get onto the beach there by Jack in the Box. Yeah, this Started circle, down uh, Bols Chica Beach. This is at like one o'clock in the morning, Good right? For you. I'm doing some, you know, because I'm close to the water. It's kind of hard dirt down there, right? I'm doing it. I got, no, I got the five guys, me and four guys but... in my Baja Bug. Going down, and we're on the hard part, right? Now, get to the end of Boz Chica Beach where it goes up that hill a little bit. I gotta turn around. Gotta turn around. Get it?
1: Okay, yeah, well, there's an inlet. So yeah, I'm, now, I remind
0: you, around. I'm a little drunk. Turn around, swept out a little far, too far. Got into the dirt going uphill. It's sand. Sand, but... sand. <laughs> and, you know that um, beach dirt? I'm sideways, so I can't just roll backwards. They start trying to push. I'm grinding the gears forward, backwards. <laughs> I dig a hole till the frame is sitting on the dirt. Yep. And then those guys just like, cops are going to come. And they just start running back down the beach to go get their cars at Jack in the Box. And I'm sitting there like, am I going to, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? And then I thought, I'm drunk. I got to get out of here. So then I w- ran to Jack in the Box 2 and was trying, I was way like, Half a mile, you know, quarter mile behind them. They just got in their cars. And I'm waving, like, dude, I need a ride home. <laughs> they leave me. I'm oh. a jack in the box. And so I get this great idea, which you have some from time to time when you're 17 years old and drunk uh, report my car stolen.
1: That's, that always works every time. Like, okay. no, it never works.
0: Well, it doesn't work if you're there at the scene of the, the car. <laughs> right. So I call the police. I say, my car's been stolen, I followed them, and they've now just oh. abandoned it on Bolsa Chica Beach, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm here, uh, you know, I want the cops to get the car out. I don't know what I was thinking. What was I thinking, Chuck, at that moment?
1: I, I, I like the idea, because you were going to be smarter than them, and I've had a couple <laughs> drinks since, because I'm upset. I ran here from Red Onion. <laughs> Or the red, light, whatever the hell was in there. I followed the guy.
0: I ran after the guy. You he ran went out two onto miles the beach down the street, chased him. Yeah. So, so I meet them at the Jack in the Box, and I'm, you know obviously intoxicated hello
1: cops, uh, cops <laughs> so glad you a, guys are here took a long time to get here bro <laughs> hey my my taxes so then, pay your so then i
0: you can see you know in the moonlight along the ocean you can see the orange baja bug on the <laughs> bo- bolsa chica beach the drunk guy has called the police and mm-hmm. i say there it is the guys ran off and i was i had a p- good part of the story my three friends my four friends I was going to suggest were the stealers of the car and they ran off. You know, because there'd be witnesses to that. And they, the one cop's talking to me, the other cop's talking to the Jack in the Box little dude. I didn't see that
1: at the no. time. <laughs> so you got the, you got the skinny from Jack in the Box. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> they ratted you out. I'm never going there again.
0: They were Congrats. under the assumption that I was trying to get my car off because I had driven it out there.
1: Hmm. They told the oh. policemen. Okay. I was arrested. Oh, bastards. My car was impounded. Was it sheriffs or Huntington Beach Police? That must be sheriffs at that point. Sheriffs.
0: Huh? Yeah, because L- yeah, that's Sunset Beach.
1: Yeah, it's the dividing line. Sheriffs. Yeah.
0: Smart sheriffs go to the Jack in the Box <laughs> guy and say, hey, do you know what's going on They here? couldn't
1: do that anymore because the guys <laughs> at Jack in the Box don't speak English anymore.
0: <laughs> oh, that's mean. It's <laughs> true. But, that, but uh, so I got arrested. Oh, and The car got impounded, and I had to turn to my family to get it out of impound. I didn't get a DUI, though. I got making false statements and resisting arrest. I didn't even resist arrest, really. I said, hey, I can't believe this is happening.
1: (laughs) You did everything you could to not get arrested. (laughs) Isn't that resisting arrest? I was always every day resisting arrest. False
0: false statements to a police officer.
1: (laughs) Did you give him a fake name? No, I did have Safari Sam's. Uh what what name did you give him? John
0: Huck, the bass player in our band, because his <laughs> birthday is the same.
1: Oh, so you right? can remember the birthday. Yeah,
0: um, he's two nine sixty one. I'm two fifteen sixty one. John Huck, J O N, H U C K, right? Okay, I got arrested anyways. Yeah, because uh, they too. took the other two guys and said, "What's that guy's name?" And they
1: said Bob. Bob. Horn. <laughs> Bob John, Bobby Bob John, Forrest. Johnny Bob, Bob Forrest. <laughs> These
0: guys over here are saying your name's Bob Forrest. Well, I
1: don't know those guys. Give them a job of jack-in-the-box, <laughs> rats. <laughs> so
0: this is, you wonder where the roots of my hatred of Orange County come
1: from. Yeah. Everybody's
0: a rat down there.
1: <laughs> That's sad. I've been
0: in Huntington Beach Jail like nine times. I'm a good guy.
1: Me too. that that place is just it's just you can have it anyways
0: so so this has made me feel better seeing you guys and talking about it see this is what we got to get the message out just talking about things helps you i was so i you know i'm not a crier and a griever i was just so fucking angry when i got the phone call Mm -hmm. i got a text and then a phone call so angry people dying every day every day since we've been sitting here a couple people probably died of, of drugs A fucking meaningless, you know, unnecessary death every day. Mm -hmm. Unnecessary. Didn't get murdered by like a gun. You got murdered by a drug dealer because you're being naive about how this works anymore.
1: You know, and I, I can't reiterate that enough. This is We're not talking about the violence that's caused by all this. We're not talking about the people that are killed in that process. We're not talking about the people that get loaded and crash their cars. We're not talking about people that talking have... We're talking about
0: people that deal deadly, deadly potencies
1: of drugs. And, and, and you know, it, it's, it's, it's around and it's gotten so common that the kids that I know don't even call it fentanyl anymore. It's fent. Fent? Fent. It's Fent. It's already got its own... The nickname. Man, It's I don't do that. I do Fent. Fent. Yeah, and I was just like, God ah, damn it. They're that, not
0: going to be doing Fent for long. They're going to be dead. How do we get this message across? And we are, the recovery industry and NA are the centers of the boy who cried wolf. They've been telling people jails, institutions or death when the death rate was 3,600 or 4,000 people annually in the United States. Right? Should have just when they came up with that motto, and I'll talk to some of the Frank Via and some of those guys that came up with the NA program, they should (laughs) have just said jails and institutions. Because very few people were dying of drugs back
1: then. Right. Well, yeah, the idea. Well, then that was alcohol. That was that was jails, institutions, and death was even NA. It was AA too. It was AA, yeah.
0: How come you weren't in NA, Chuck? I was in (laughs) NA. I was in NA from like '84 till like you know till like now. I'm still kind of I, in I, it.
1: I did I did go to NA when I was younger, and I had this I had this reservation. I didn't want to be in the I didn't want to be with the old guys, and the other in, in the AA, and I so I, I hung out with the young kids. I did CA, I did NA, and then this last time there's a
0: heroin anonymous now. You know
1: that? Yeah. See, I I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be... I don't think that that's so necessary because the solution isn't the same. I understand we need to hear our well, stories. Well, the language...
0: Here's what I think. The language of the N.A. text, I really relate to. It's it's more analytical. It's less religious. I definitely... The program of Narcotics Anonymous really... I really believe in it. It it speaks to me more than the Alcoholics Anonymous book does. The Alcoholics Anonymous books. reminds me of like Charles Dickens, like I'm reading Charles Dickens. I
1: I loved, I liked their text better. It was smaller. It was easier to carry around. Yeah,
0: but, but let's face it, the (laughs) NA crowd's a little rougher, a little tougher, a little tumbler, a little
1: prison oriented. I like that. Um, I did. But when I went back this time, I was looking for people with a whole lot of time and not only Cooper Fellowship, we ran AA meetings out of there. We didn't do NA meetings out of Cooper Fellowship. So
0: anyways, the first place I heard jails, institutions or death was NA. They chanted during the readings. So then I went, I started going to AA, you know, in like, you know, with Bob Timmons era, 88, 89, it was hip, you know, a bunch of drug addicts going to AA, you know, Mm -hmm. because the people helping us went to AA. And I think that's, that's why I always tell young people like, Go to whichever one you want, go to Smart Recovery, go to whatever. It's all saying the same shit. It's like going to Lutheran or Catholic or evangelical or Protestant or you know, it's all the same, it's all Christianity. <laughs> and and to me Smart Recovery, NA, AA, cocaine anonymous, sex and love anonymous, it's all the same thing. It's all 12 step. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, go to the one that you click with the most. The the in the end for me i relate to the people of alcoholics anonymous in southern california and literally across the united states more because and everybody's just trying to find their way with this i relate to the people of aa more and i ignore how old fashioned and charles dickens the 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 literature is and and but in my mind i'm the, i'm practicing narcotics anonymous do you understand what I'm saying? So, and Buddy Arnold used to always say, you know, uh, th- that we should just have nah. It should just be N A A
1: A. N A A. Nah. <clears throat> well, right? you know, that's up to us. He to make wanted it.
0: to start nah meetings. Uh, I,
1: I like the idea. I had a guy at my work who says he knows you. We'll talk about it later. Yeah. He says he knows you, and he's like, he's talking about bringing the the principles of smart recovery where there's actual things to do there's actual cbt involved yeah into a a a meeting type uh into a meeting but not not to call it in not it wouldn't have anything to do with aa it wouldn't have anything to do with smart recovery it would be but it would be a kind of of a blend of it no exactly well there you go someone someone hope no one can steal that do you have you have that copyrighted of course um but I was like, you know what, you need to talk to uh, Bob about it. And he goes, oh, yeah, I should give him a call. And I, I said, I like it. There were there was someone who had a knee-jerk reaction in the room going, don't you do that to AA? And I say, you know what, we're not trying to change AA. Leave AA exactly the way it is. Leave it right well, there. that's leave the that problem that, of AA. It's exactly the way that it is. And because it, and it, needs it to won't change. evolve and it won't grow. Right.
0: And, 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 you know, I'm just giving my personal opinion. I've found recovery However, I found it, it's a hybrid mixture of cognitive behavioral therapy, Alcoholics Anonymous, Christian living with an atheist fundamentalism. I mean, and Narcotics Anonymous, and I'm a dope fiend, and I'll do dope until I die unless I choose to deal with that right the straight shooting no bullshit my don't use no matter what when it gets down to it all the psycho babble is bullshit you have a choice you've convinced yourself that using drugs is now an option again you need to fucking put some big boy pants on or big girl (laughs) panties on and not use that's na taught me that don't use no matter what yeah Right. And so I have this hybrid of all good things. The, the one you're probably zeroing in on Chuck is I live, I try to, I do think of what, how, what, what did Jesus talk about? I don't say what would Jesus do? Cause I'm not <laughs> a fucking she- sheep, but I do think what is the right thing to do? And since I grew up Christian and Catholic and that is my fundamental DNA, I know right and righteousness from Christ from the teachings of Christ. I don't believe he ever existed. That's right. that, yeah. But those teachings, those fundamental ideas of, of cloth the naked and feed the poor and, and have compassion for the weakest and, and the most vulnerable, that is Christ. That is not America.
1: America is not a Christian nation. Oh, you're, when I when I heard that, that California was the fifth largest economy in the world, not in the United States. Yeah, in the world, in the world. But we, I'm, it I, was thirteenth. I'm, I'm is it new? Is it it's moving the fifth, on it's up? The
0: fifth. Then let's ditch these other motherfuckers <clears throat> in the rest of the U.S. This is
1: what I'm talking about. But I'm <laughs> stepping over homeless every day. It's crazy, right? How is that happen? how do we have such a shortage of place for for the people that are suffering the mental health conditions? Why do we not have a place why We could
0: if if California breaks off and what it looks like and this is for another podcast and we can get into this. Exciting stuff is happening in California. Um the, uh, the w- w- exciting things are happening i know people don't like talk about politics and you need to talk about the real nuts and bolts of politics not the opinions of politics the nuts and bolts of politics let's have a podcast another podcast about it because exciting stuff is happening right i'm really excited uh, the
1: three Californias? W-
0: no but just california in general and then uh, just Trust okay. me, trust we'll, me, oh, we, can, we can't, we'll we don't have time week. to get we'll into get it. there next week. To, Today, we just wanted to, I just wanted to feel, I just wanted to be with you, the audience, and the guys in Milwaukee, and the guys in Syracuse, and the people around the United States that email us, I want to be with you, because I lost a friend today, and it made me really fucking angry, mm. and I feel so much better just talking with you and Mike, though Mike doesn't have a microphone. He does.
1: <laughs> Mike, are you there? Mike are you Mark?
0: back? Are you back, Mike? Oh, you can't even uh, hear you. Uh, <laughs> now he's too quiet. Oh, he's too quiet. So That's funny. But I feel better. Now I'm laughing. You, if you be, listen fast, go back to the beginning, use your little finger and go back to the beginning and listen to how angry I was an hour ago. Yeah. because I just got a call that a friend of mine is dead and I didn't cry, I got angry.
1: And look at that, you used your coping mechanism of talking and taking the power out of it yeah. instead of getting loaded, which is anybody can do that. With one day sober, and you watch, can do that watch
0: shit. why you do this at home, because now I can be of service to, to his family and now I can be of service to, to the, the, the friends of his. Because why am I always the one that has to call people? Like that's a fucked up thing. It's fucked up, right? The counselors are we just the caller people?
1: It's it's we get delegated. Yeah, you know, hey, can you can you do the memorial? Yes, I can. Can you make sure people know? Yes, I know. Oh, no, I did
0: a memorial a couple <laughs> weeks ago. I was just the guy trying to keep it because we didn't want it to get too gloomy and sad, mm-hmm. right? So I was the guy like cutting people off that were getting too gloomy and stepping in. Okay, thanks for talking. Anybody else want to come up and say anything, Good. right? Because I, you can't go down that. a rabbit's because... hole with all the, oh, it's boohoo, sad, sad. No, we're celebrating a life. We're not talking about a death. We're celebrating a life. Right. And every life has something wonderful and funny and, and, and crazy and interesting. Everyone I've known that, and this is why I only like to be around drug addicts, because drug addicts are amazing, vibrant, funny, crazy, interesting people, and normal people are boring as shit, and I can't stand being around them. So we need, but the problem is, the drug addicts are dying, the interesting people are dying. We, imagine what it's gonna be like, there's only gonna be boring people. If all the drug addicts die, there's only gonna be
1: boring people. I think there's some people that aren't drug addicts that think they're interesting. (laughs) (laughs) There are. <laughs> i've yet to meet one <laughs> <laughs> you know, wait talk about alienating 90 percent of the there's world there's <laughs> no non-addicts listening to the don't die podcast i hope there are there were <laughs> you're right now there are none
0: no because well,
1: no. <laughs> they're dull they're boring <laughs> they're
0: not, they're, 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 uh, the example being the example being like like well i'll tell you an example so right. i have a former bi- you know partner mentor that i s- used to socialize with him and some of his friends and i just sit there and i would be like looking at the clock like oh my god oh my god how long is this have they even served the main course yet oh my god oh my god because how are you where are you from Oh, How yeah. do you know so and so? Uh buh, Did you go? To, oh, so you work in the field? Blah, 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 blah. What school did you go to? Blah, blah, blah. Like dude, instead of like, <laughs> you know, what drug addicts talk polite, about?
1: Polite, polite conversation. Yeah. Uh, I went
0: to. I went to this great. I'll tell you the difference between being at a table with a bunch of normal people. That was a conversation at a friend of mine's birthday party. That's a normal person, right, with all his normal friends go to the music care's dinner where the table is all the drug addict rehab people. Right. Okay. And, uh, this guy, the one guy's being weird to me, but friendly. The other guy is not being friendly at all. And it's two people. I know that I got told with this guy, Chris. So I say, I said, what's the What the fuck is up with this dude? And he goes, that's a dude from the Karen foundation who hates you and drew. and he was sitting right next to me this old fucking grumpy bastard
1: Well, good and And i
0: was like oh my gosh i you know i was excited this is
1: gonna be a great night and you got him (laughs) what did you say i I just said you know
0: i feel the same way about the fucking tv show who cares you know they had this thing where it's immoral and hipaa violation sure who cares well, that is, i i'm okay. on it and i don't care and you don't have anything to do with it and you care so much
1: oh uh, yeah well, You're that, an,
0: all i know sir is you are an
1: alcoholic 100 <laughs> none of his business and he's gonna be a judge that's, jury that's and it's gonna to ruin with his him. fucking day and
0: it ruined his night in, in la
1: oh man you know
0: what i mean that those are the people i love and and I just want, I want them to survive and thrive and and be crazy like me and like you and like Mike and like all our friends in Milwaukee and and just to live and to live well and to live with with full enthusiasm. That's what drug addicts do, and normal people don't.
1: With a crazy, with a crazy kind of abandon that doesn't exist because. We've crossed a lot of lines, so we know there's life after line crossing
0: and compassion and all whatever. And, you so, know,
1: I've, I've been doing that a lot. Love no, the, and love the what, unsurrendered. Love and the if unsurrendered. You
0: think that's why I don't want, I can't stand all these drug addicts dying. Right. It's a cool person. Every time one of them dies, that's a cool person who died. <laughs> yeah. Right?
1: A good point. Very good
0: point. few. I mean, I'm real, matter of fact, about things. There's been a few assholes that have died, but for the most part, the thousand people I know that have died of drugs, all of them were cool. Mm. All of them were cool. All right, till next time. Mike's cracking up at something else. No, He's probably I, I, tra- watching YouTube in there. I,
1: I think I think he you thinks you're ridiculous. Some, <laughs> there is some
0: people that have died of drugs that were drug addicts that I didn't like. There, hey, I'll give you one better. There's some drug addicts that are sober that I don't like.
1: <laughs> there you go.
0: <laughs> but for the most part, like this guy that died today was a really interesting, fun guy, and I got to be his counselor a couple times, and, and it just ah, it's just fucked. It's just fucked, and it's got to stop. So don't die. Until next time, we'll see you later.
1: Bye.